0: This is Dream Big with Dina Budano. I'm creating this podcast to give us a space to bring all your ideas to the table. Hey everyone, it is Dina Budano with another podcast. Here we are in season who I'm excited to be entering into another year with the podcast and I just love my guest today. We have been chatting about doing this for a very long time. So here we are as she's sitting and doing her little fishing reel while we speak, which is hilarious. I love it, but I would love to introduce my guest today, Lorena Yevtusha. Did I get it right? You did. It's good. Yes. yes, it's perfect.
1: Okay, good. Um, awesome. awesome work. So cool. tell um, everybody yeah. a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much, Dina, for having me as a guest today. I really appreciate it. And I know that we've been working on this for quite some time. Um, so I'm really excited to kick off the new year with getting to do this with you. So as Dina mentioned, my name is Lorena Yevtushok. Um, I am, you guys can't see me, but I am currently sitting in tying flies for fly fishing right now as we check. So, uh, (laughs) kind of a, kind of a fun little deal here. Um, but my, again, my name is Lorena. I am one of the founders of the ladies business community, which started as the Spokane ladies business network, roughly gosh, going on four or five, five years now. Oh, Um, Yeah. Um, It's been a while. So I'm also brand new to Thrivent Financial and um, I'm excited to get back into the financial planning industry. I've been in financial services for about six years. I keep forgetting that another year has gone by. So I'm like, wait, (laughs) I said five years for the last year. So uh, six years. Um, So I I literally just had my first day with Thrivent yesterday. So Mm -hmm. very, very excited about that um
0: but yeah congratulations that's awesome yeah and I I'm shocked at how it just feels like I think we we all lost a year because it doesn't seem like it could be that long but it truly is that long (laughs) yeah I 2021
1: you know 2020 was rough but I think 2021 was worse if
0: I'm being honest for me too It was. Last year was very, mm, just don't have a lot to say. (laughs) I
1: was going to say 2020 was interesting because like there was something happening and it was new and we were all learning and pivoting. And then 2021 was just like a burnout where we're just like, it's here. It's been here. What do we do now? (laughs) Like Kind of trying to figure out how to get back to normal. And it's 2021 has been interesting. We'll just say interesting. So I don't have a nicer word
0: for it. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. We'll leave it there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Case closed. So yeah. um, Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I. I was just going to ask you what I just love these questions. So just something I ask every guest. So everyone gets the same questions. Um, But what did you dream about being as a young child? I love just entering into that dream space with everyone. And, you know, what a better place to start than when you were a child when dreaming for us was very natural.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I actually love that question also.
0: Um,
1: So my dream as a child was to become a veterinarian, or to, to work with animals in some capacity and to be able to help animals. So Um, as I got a little bit older in high school from veterinary school, I started to think about going into zoology. Um, I was one of the unlucky kids that graduated in 2008. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just wasn't, it made me reflect on, well, what career path do I want to take where I can still provide a service and, and help somebody or something in some capacity, but also have the money to be able to do so because, unfortunately, in two thousand and eight, I was like, "Oh, some of these jobs are not as stable as others." <laughs> so, uh, veterinary science is great. Zoology, if you you know, after years and years of research, is pretty good. But um, a lot of people end up kind of monking out stalls and stuff at the zoo, and I didn't want to fall into that category. Unfortunately, and I'm like, I want to be able to help people, and I want to be able to have the finances to be able to do so.
0: That's good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's really good. I know um, just working with animals and helping contribute in that space, I feel it it really does. That's something that resonated with me too, because I thought about being a marine biologist. We lived in Monterey when I was in high school, and I fell in love with the Monterey Bay Aquarium. I actually worked there for a year and a half, and just loved being around the animals, um, but it just wasn't really something that I was passionate about. And more passionate about helping people, yeah. but I think it taps you into that um, caring space too. It does, yeah. It absolutely does, yeah. And that that was kind of my thought process too, um,
1: because you know the people that I was observing who. We're zoologists and marine biologists are very, very successful. And I think it's, you know, it's a matter of time and building all of that and doing all of the research was really fun. And um, I love animals, but I can help them in other capacities, but I can also help people at the same time. So that's kind of how I ended up where I am today.
0: So I love it. I love it. Well, tell us more about the um, ladies' business community. Why did you start that? And then also lead us kind of down to where you are um, currently with Rive it Sure.
1: Um, Well, and it's kind of hand in hand. So when I I moved to Spokane, I moved up from San Diego, California. Um, My dad was a Marine, served in the Marine Corps for 24 years. So I grew up down there moved around quite a bit, California was always the home base, like I always ended up back in California somehow. But when I moved up to Washington State to Spokane, I really, the one thing that I would always really wanted and missed by one being a military brat and two growing up in California, where it's not very community focused, um, I really wanted to find a space where I could actually, you know, be involved with the community. And Spokane is so great about that. Um, now the ladies business community specifically with my career field, you know, being a financial advisor, I, I needed to meet new people and I didn't know anybody in Spokane. So I attended all the networking groups. There are some really great networking groups in town. Um, I I've enjoyed so many of them. Um, shout out to the Valley Chamber. They were the very, very first networking meeting that I went to and it was so much fun. I absolutely love that group of people. But there was always something that like all these different groups, they all had, you know, their, their perks, but there was always something missing. And I wanted to create a space where I could build my business and I could help all those people and share my passion for, for planning, but also to give back and help other women grow their business as well. And that's how the ladies business, it was the Spokane Ladies Business Network when I started it. Um, And then Within this last year, we pivoted and rebranded and renamed it the Ladies Business Community. So the idea behind that is I was kind of just tired of telling people, well, it's the Ladies Business Network, but, you know, we do more than networking. And it's like trying to explain that to people. And like, you know, um, the other two co-founders, Rachel and Kira, were like, it's a community. Why don't we just name it that? (laughs) And I was like, oh, that cuts out so much of the confusion. So we went through this rebranding process, called it the Ladies Business Community, and we really are a place where people build genuine connections. You don't just leave with a stack of business cards and feeling like, who the heck did I really meet? Do I really want to like do business with these people? Um, you really walk away, and I, I hope that other people in the community feel this way, you walk away with new friendships, and you walk away trusting a lot of people and wanting to build like your business with them and wanting them by your side and as a support system and helping them build their business. And now we're all running to the finish line, linked arms together. And um, that was the space that we really wanted to create. So our our motto is networking beyond the business card. And I really feel like that encapsulates so much of what we do. Um, But the ladies business community, we also, one of the other things that was a little bit different is we get together, we network, we meet the people, we make the friends, but we also help people grow. So we we connect, grow, and then hopefully we are making an impact in the community by being able to give back, whether that's charitable donations or whether that's, again, getting out in the field and helping. Pre-COVID, we used to go do like Habitat for Humanity builds and everything else, and I'm hoping to get back into that in 2022. Um, but that's really what we do. We connect together grow together, and impact community together.
0: That's definitely why um, I really got involved too, because I was with a business-to-business networking group before I found Lady, before I met you and you introduced me. Um, And I loved my B2B group, but we really, we did a few things outside of our, you know, um, weekly lunch meeting. But with the Ladies Business community, it was so much more. And it's exactly what you described. It's the friendship. It's the, oh, I I know someone. I love how everyone, you can just post in a group and ask for a need. And like 20 people respond. That's really cool to me. Um, and there's just so much um, fostering of friendship, really helping each other. There's not any competition at all. It's it's a really beautiful space. So you did really great with that. Well thank <laughs> you. Um
1: I love to hear that because you know that is really what we want for the community is for everybody to kind of walk away and be able to go, wow, there are so many people in here. Everybody's so resourceful. Everybody's willing to lend lend a hand. Um and that's one of the other things that's unique about what we do is Yeah, we are kind of in competition to build business. Like, I mean, I'll use my own profession as an example. We don't limit the amount of financial advisors that can be in the group, but we're all willing to help each other and we're all willing to be able to, you know, um, (laughs) I've got a little at the door. I'm at home. So honey, mommy's working. It's Sorry, all it's I've so got a five and six-year-old and my five-year-old daughter is at the door going, mom, mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, um, I think that that's really special about our group is we are able to really help each other and provide those resources for one another, uh, regardless if we're in the same space or not in terms of what we do.
0: Yeah, love that. So how did you um, kind of tell us more about Thrivent and then also tell us about how your background has helped you to serve in that capacity um, sure. in that, yeah, in that field. Um, so, you know, with Thrivent,
1: it just felt, again, I was an advisor for, for quite a while and then I took a year-long break um, and I ended up leaving the original company that I was with. And it was not, you know, anything against that company. I have nothing bad to say about them. They're actually phenomenal. um, And they do great work for people. Um, But I just I needed a break from the industry to really reevaluate what I wanted to do and whether that was the right career choice for me. Um, So I actually went, I went to Sportsman's Warehouse. I was the first girl to work in their fishing department. So that was really exciting for me. So um, I went and did that for a year. And then had time to reflecting and start this rebranding process for the ladies business community, but then to be able to go, I really do love the financial planning world. I really do love being able to help people and it's a very vulnerable space for people. You know, talking about money is it's hard. There are problems people are trying to solve. Um, and it's a really great opportunity to be able to help people in such a a vulnerable position and, um, just being able to help lead them and problem solve with them and just being, sometimes just being an ear for them. You know, it's, um, sometimes people are all, all set and we just provide a second set of eyes for them. And, um, Thrivent was the company that I chose because they just align with everything else that I was doing. So it just felt like natural to, to be involved with them. Thrivent is very community focused. Um, Dina, as you know, um, we have an action team. So every every year, people get to use money that Thrivent provides to them to be able to go and do something in the community that they want to do um, and help a nonprofit or go clean up the Centennial Trail or, or whatever you want to do. But it really is focused on giving back to the community. And that is why I actually ended up choosing Thrivent, because I'm like, well, I'm already doing all these things anyway. So why wouldn't I be involved with a company who is so focused on making the space that we live in better?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love the action teams and just the fun that those provide too. Right. It's fun. Well, it's and really- what's really cool, I mean, I'll talk about
1: action teams a little bit. Um, you can actually sign up to be a member with Thrivent and you pay, I want to say it's $20 a year, um, but you don't have to be a client of a financial advisor to be a member of Thrivent. And I'm happy to help anybody walk through that process. I don't get anything out of it. So like they're not giving me $20. um, They are just paying it to the company and then that all gets pulled together. And then Thrivent gives you $250 to be able to use um on a nonprofit project of your choice. And you get to put together your own team. They send you this really cool box of like t-shirts and different things. So you can, you know, wear the matching shirts and get out and help your community. So whether that's, you're going to go buy supplies for the animal shelter or um, use it again for like trail cleanups, whatever it is, um, you can have access to that without being a client of an advisor. You can actually just buy into the membership and still get the money. So I'm like, you're telling me that I spent $20 and you give me 250 That makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's good math on, on our part, you know, <laughs> so a lot of people don't know that. Um, but, yes, you can actually be involved in the community aspect
0: of thrive without being a client
1: of Thrive-It. So.
0: Yeah. And we, we've done so many action teams over the years. Like, we've done our painting. Of, we did a painting thing that brought in money. We did um, like uh, Lumpia. We've done Lumpia every year. And just from selling Lumpia to buy, I use the Action Team card to buy the ingredients. And then we take that 250 and turn around and make it to 1400 So it's pretty yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty, um, darn, pretty darn good deal. Pretty good deal. Yeah. Well, what about your background has helped you serve in your current field?
1: So, you know, everything that I do, again, has always related back to giving back to the community and really building that. And I mean, everything that I've done to date has been, has revolved around connecting other people. And it's just something that I've naturally picked up. And I don't know where that point was where I realized that that was a skill set. But it's it's all it's all related to each other. So um, I would just say my my biggest focus with everything that I do is really being able to start that like chain reaction of connection, where I connect you to a person, and then that person connects you to another person, and they connect you to somebody else, and it creates this like basically butterfly effect of um, you know connections, and then. You never know who that one person you'll meet that will just change your life. And I've met numerous people who I'm just like, how am I so blessed to have been able to cross this person's path and to be able to connect with you what, you know, and it really is powerful. It's powerful. And just being able to learn and grow with other people and, um, yeah, I've met some really life-changing individuals.
0: So true. All of that. So true. I love that. Well, walk us through that first client or person that um, you networked with. How did that feel? Just kind of like, did you feel that natural part of you going like, I need more of this? I want more of this. I want to facilitate this. And um if you want to also talk about your first client that you helped um through financial planning, you could talk about that as well. Sure. Um I gosh,
1: I was brand new to the financial planning world. And there was I was looking for a house in California actually. This was before I had decided to move to Spokane. Um she was like, you know, you should join a networking group. And she had recommended BNI to me. And, um, you know, all those groups were full because the financial advisor and the real estate positions always fill up the fastest. Um, And I was just like, what is this? What is this networking thing you're talking about? But in truth, she was really the first person who got me like thinking about the formal aspect of joining a networking group. But when I started to like get involved and I realized what it was, I'm like, well, I've been doing this this entire time, I just didn't realize it. And um, I would say I would definitely credit her with the formal aspect of it. But um, as far as the feeling, I can't remember the first person that I connected with that really, um, I'd consider a networking opportunity. But I will say the feeling of just going, wow, that was so cool. Like I, um, back before I really started getting into financial planning, I worked with a girl for escrow. We were um, basically um, like sales reps for an escrow agency where the business development, she was the business development manager. I was her um, right hand there. And that was where I really started to grow that um, connecting bone. And she connected me to so many incredible people. And um, again, that feeling of Wow! I can't believe that just happened. I just sat down, had lunch with this person, and now they're going to introduce me to five more people. Um, and just being like, my mind was just like blown. You know, I'm like, the feeling is very surreal. I guess is probably what I would say if I had to describe it in a word. Um, it's just really hard to comprehend how how powerful that initial connection can be. Hmm. Definitely. Definitely. As far as my first financial planning client, um, it wasn't actually a client of mine. It was somebody who was on my team, but that's that moment where I had an emotional connection to it because, you know, we're, we're, we're in the sales force basically. Like, so that, that point where my mentality really shifted and I noticed this is so much bigger. This is so much bigger than just sitting down at somebody's kitchen table and, you know, helping them like start, start the things to start saving and all that. It was the kid that they had just brought onto the team was 18 years old. Um, They had a meeting with his mom. The mom bought life insurance on the kids and, you know, the family. And um, sorry, I'm gonna try to not get emotional. The kid was on his way home from our office, and he was on his motorcycle and wrecked his motorcycle and died. Um, And it was just after the policy had been in force. And um, it's it's hard to explain. You know, it's we were all super devastated, but we were also really relieved to be able to go. Well, at least the parents have one less thing to worry about you know um that's so hard it was Um, that was my first experience with seeing anybody actually have to utilize anything that they had purchased and it was um you know I was like I that was the moment where I go I don't think I can do this I don't think I can be that person and then my mentor was like well what if we couldn't what if we couldn't provide that? Like, what if nobody had the, um, the stomach to be able to do this? And I'm like, well, that's a very good point. So being able to help people in a time where, um, you know, because the kid's not coming back. So, but we could at least provide some sort of relief during a period of immense Emotional distress. Um, But that was the moment where I decided, yeah, this is, I I almost walked. I almost said, nope, I'm not doing this. I can't do it. Um, But that was, yeah. So it wasn't even, it wasn't my client. I had nothing to do with the policies at all. Um, But being able to experience that was um, really a deal breaker. Like I, that's why I stuck around for as long as I did and I had the hard conversations with clients.
0: So. Mm. Mm. wow yeah that's intense but it does I, I like what your mentor said to you there has to be people out there who can stomach that to help right it would be way too hard for me <laughs> I wouldn't be able to
1: <laughs> yeah it you know it definitely was um a challenge like cuz i i definitely had to remember that on multiple occasions i still have to um it it's definitely not easy i will say that it's um it's tough a lot, a lot of days but again like to be able to be that person is um pretty special like it's a pretty intense but um Humbling moment. So um, grateful for that experience. In the terms of me getting to experience that, has put a lot of other people in a position where I have had the the stomach and the backbone to 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 talk about it. So yeah,
0: good for you. Good for you. Well on a lighter note (laughs) I know that you took that year off to fish so I just wanted to kind of dive a little bit into that so tell us how has fishing impacted your life and what's your favorite place to fish because I'm sure people out there like where do you go (laughs) um I'll I'll tell you the general
1: areas (laughs) um so you know wouldn't be much of a fisherman if I didn't keep those uh a secret, but, and that's part of the charm (laughs) is being able to go out and actually find those places for yourself because your favorite place wouldn't probably not be my favorite place. So, um, I did, I took that year long sabbatical. I had the, uh, is that what that's called? I don't know what that's called actually. I don't know if I just used the right word there, but anyways, um, I had the best fishing year of my life this last year and it's partially because I had the time to go do it um I've grown up fishing like my grandfather and my dad taught me how to fish back in San Diego off the pier um we moved to Tennessee my dad taught me how to bass fish um but my my real passion is in fly fishing and I just learned how to do that my one year anniversary with uh my my true love there was uh, in September. So I've been fly fishing for a little over a year, and I will tell you it is so much more about about the whole art of it. It's not just the fish. It's not just catching a fish. Now, that's an important part of it. Like that feels good, but it's connecting with nature and just realizing how small you are in this huge scale in the universe, and you're. You're out, you're realizing how powerful the river is. Um, You get to hear like the water running, the wind, like the grass in the summer is blowing in the wind. Um, It's just, there are a lot of times where I don't even fish. I'm just sitting on the bank with my legs in the water, just sitting and listening. And um, I talk a lot. (laughs) but that is probably the most quiet you will ever find me is I just sit and I let nature talk to me. And I couldn't, I couldn't describe that feeling. And there's a gentleman that I don't know if he sold it yet. He was trying to sell it, but it's called Swedes fly shop over off of Garland over by uh, like the milk bottle and stuff. And, <laughs> uh, you know, he's like, I've caught more fish in my lifetime. He's like, I don't care if I ever catch another fish again. He goes, I go out and I connect with nature and sometimes a fish interrupts me mm. and it was just beautiful. I'm like, wow, that's so accurate. I can't even like, you know, say it better myself. So um, it's helped me slow down. It's helped me like become more patient and it really, that is my form of self-care. <laughs> I go and beat myself up and wade across the river and trip on rocks and hook myself sometimes and um it's just it's it's amazing i i really um am very very grateful to get involved with fly fishing and have the mentorship that i've found in that community and i would say um no place specifically but just the rivers like a lot of people when they think of fishing they think of like putting a worm or some power bait on like on a hook and sinking it under a bobber and just sitting at the lake and waiting. That's not at all what I do. And, um, the rivers, I would say the rivers and like the small streams and stuff often get overlooked. And, um, if somebody hasn't tried fly fishing, I highly recommend picking up a fly rod. We live in such an incredible area for this. Um, actually the U S has so many great States for fly fishing. Um, but I'd say locally, I fish the Spokane a lot. Um, I fish like the Coeur d'Alene. That's not a secret. Everybody knows about the Coeur d'Alene r- River. Um, the summer gets really busy. I would say the, the one challenge with fly fishing is trout are pretty delicate. So if you're fishing in the summer, which we're past the darkest part of the year, people. I know it doesn't feel like that. Today is super cold. Um, <laughs> but you have to be really careful like the summer is the best time to be a new fly fisherman and to learn um but you do have to be careful there are a lot of people out on the river in the summer um and you have to just be um careful with the fish because they're very delicate after the water reaches over 65 um you can't really fly fish the river anymore so just Mm -hmm. some i am and i'm happy to get into that with people if they have questions on like catch and release etiquette and everything there. I would love if they followed me on my Instagram, my personal Instagram doesn't talk about, you know, the financial world. Very, 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 very rarely. Um, It's all fishing and hunting related. So I'm happy to chat with people and help them get into it. If they're, if they're interested. Okay, sweet.
0: We'll make sure we, we have your um, Instagram connected. Perfect. In the podcast details. All right. Well, This has been fun chatting. I just have two more questions for you. Sure. Part of season two and really building that community because I love Spokane so much as well. And I really wanted to be able to, through my own community, um, highlight just local nonprofits and just foster um, giving back. And so each podcast guests that I have for season two, I'm going to ask what their favorite nonprofit organization is and then just highlight who they are. And then just ask if, um, during, when you hear this podcast, you at least check them out, maybe like their Facebook page or follow them on Instagram and just, um, you know, help build that community that way. And then eventually I may end up having some giveaways that I attach along with it just to make it fun because I love giveaways. But you <laughs> So much fun. Um, they are. So if anyone wants to partner on a giveaway as well, I would love to chat about that. Um, So what's a local nonprofit group that you have helped to serve or would like to feature?
1: Um, I'm glad you asked. I actually, I didn't mention this
0: earlier, but I sit
1: on the board for a nonprofit called Communities and Schools. And um, the entire premise of Communities and Schools is just helping um, at-risk youth graduate high school and then hopefully get into like a trades program or go to college. but really, they serve a community of, of youth in Spokane County that would otherwise go unserved. And, you know, they help build programs within the schools. We have on-site coordinators who um, get into the actual school that needs the most help. And each school has their own coordinator. Um, but whether that's from just making sure these kids have food, or snacks, or whether it's supplies that they need, because we do uh, tools for schools. I I don't know if you've heard of that, but um, tools for schools collects, like, things for backpacks and, like, markers, crayons, pencils, paper, all that stuff. Um, That's something big that happens closer to August when kids go back to school. Um, But even, you know, a big thing that they did this last year was when everybody was going – Oh, well, the kids don't go to school. I guess they have to do school remotely. Well, a lot of the kids that they serve don't have, you know, I, my kids are very blessed. Like we have Wi-Fi at home. It's warm. We have food. And some of these kids that communities and school serves, um, <laughs> I apologize. Like I keep going down this weird, dark rabbit hole and I feel like my podcast is going to be so sad, but um, these kids don't, don't have access to that. And um, a lot of us were so in our bubble when COVID started that we kind of forgot that not everybody was as fortunate as as most of us are. And some of these kids only eat while they're at school. They don't have food. Um, (laughs) So, sorry, my voice is cracking. Um, It's all good. It's all good. So we spent um, the entire summer and, and fall handing out boxes of food from second harvest to make sure the kids in the community had food. And there was a Wi-Fi company that set up stations where these kids could log on. And we did a laptop drive where we gave laptops to some of these kids. And, um, yeah, these kids are facing some really big adult problems and they're just little. So, um, <laughs> That's, that's what communities in schools does down to like the tiny details that people don't really think about. We do hygiene drives and everything else where we get, um, you know, feminine products for, for the girls in school and uh, just things like the, the soaps that are unopened from the hotels and stuff. We'll give those to the kids that need it. Um, but you know, winter coats and all that sort of thing, they're always looking for donations for that type of stuff. So um, they're, Yeah, I sit on the board for them. When I was running for Mrs. Washington a year or so ago, uh, that's how I actually came across them. I was just looking for other opportunities in the community to volunteer my time. And it started as a, well, I'll just put my tiara on and I'll show up to your event and it'll be really fun. And I'll like help, you know, gain interest in this. And then I started hanging around quite a bit and then they needed volunteers for different things. And I just started showing up and now they can't get rid of me. So <laughs> um, I, I got them to add me to their, to their board of directors. And I've just, I've loved being able to dive in and, and help um, the youth that really needs it. Cause you know, we all know that they're our future. These kids are our future. And these kids that are kind of born into unfortunate circumstances, by no fault of their own, really need, they need us, so.
0: Mm, I love that, I love that organization. I remember seeing you always posting, like, come help, sir, for lunch, or, you know, come, I saw you doing that a lot, and I had no idea what you were doing, so I'm glad to know now. <laughs> right. Yeah, and It'd be fun to to do that um, as a, you know, business community, ladies' business community, Little event or something. I know you've you've advertised it there, but it'd be fun to do yeah, that. So,
1: so they're a member of our community. Um, we have like a special nonprofit um, membership for our nonprofits here in, in Spokane, and the point is to just help gain more vi- uh, more visibility and just help those organizations through the community that um, you know we're really grateful for. So. Um, because I think each of us has our own soft spot of what we want to serve in our community, but just, you don't know what you don't know. So our, our whole um, purpose with that is to just get these, these nonprofits recognized just like you're doing here. And um, that just happens to be the one that I spend the most time with. So I would say I, I have so many nonprofits that I could rattle off that I absolutely adore. And I try to help them whenever I can, but um, I it would be crazy of me to not help an organization that's building our next generation of leaders and hopefully future businesswomen.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Love that. I know Jennifer Perry and I have chatted um, in the, about six months ago, it's taken some time to get, you know, the conversation we've been chatting about it, but how to do it. And um, we were talking about trying to form like a gratitude um like club or community and then volunteer like just set up different ways that people can volunteer so i feel like that that is those little puzzle pieces are connecting and coming together more and more um anyway this yeah. is my last question so this one if you are a listener of the podcast you'll know what it is but I love this question at the end because and it does not have to be big. It can be small. It can be whatever. Um, There's no parameters. It's just what is your next dream big or what is your next thing that you're focusing on and really, um, you know, shooting for the stars with? So I just
1: had a call come in and interrupted you on the feed. Can you repeat the question?
0: Yes. So it does not have to be, it does not have to be ginormous and big. It can be small. It can be whatever you want. There's no parameters around this question. But what is your next dream big? What are you shooting for? What do you, um, I just love, asking that question and putting it out there for you and holding that vision with you.
1: Oh, my next dream big is. Probably. I. It, it's related to the ladies business community. My next dream big is to be able to. To take this to another area outside of Spokane and to really grow that and you know what we have is so special that I'd love to be able to eventually have this on like a nationwide scale. Um, and if Kara and Rachel are listening to this, they could pass <laughs> out. So hopefully they're not listening to this part. They they know. we've talked about it numerous times, but we're really focused on on just um, making Spokane as great as possible and figuring that out before expanding. But that is probably my next big dream vision um is to be able to take this to the next level
0: so. I love it that's awesome and I will hold that vision with you when I um see you and think think about that all right well thank you so much is there anything else that you feel on your heart that you want to share no I think we covered
1: a lot <laughs> we covered a lot of um not sad topics but you know just really uh, heartwarming and um also pulling on the heartstrings a little bit topic so I think
0: we'll leave it there for now. <laughs> yes. Yes. And people will be listening um to this in the new year. So thankfully we will be entering into 2022, which I am claiming has is full of happiness and joy because we're due for that now.
1: <laughs> we definitely are. We definitely we we all deserve that I think.
0: So yeah. <laughs> uh, love it. Well, thanks again for being a guest on the podcast. Yeah. I'm glad thanks. that you are here.
1: <laughs> thanks again for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And I'm really excited. And
0: um, yeah. And we'll make sure to get everyone um, ways to connect with you. And if there's anyone out there listening that wants to start, you know, a ladies business community in their town please feel free to reach out to Lorena. I'm sure she would be excited to chat about that with you. I would love Um, to chat about that. And I, you know, being witness to watching it grow and just being a part of the community, um, there is something different about the ladies business community than other networking events or another networking groups that I have just loved. And I think it'd be great to be able to, visit my team in Moses Lake and then, you know, get to go to a ladies business community meeting there too. So I love that idea. I love that dream.
1: (laughs) I appreciate you, Dina, and I appreciate you being a part of our community. And um, I look forward to being able to provide
0: that for you in uh, the near future. Yay. All right. Well, thank you again, everyone, for listening and thank you for being here and being a part of this community. I will just leave you with my favorite saying, which is to dream big and pray bigger because our world really does need you. And that's it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lorena.